The following podcast is about wrestling. Yes, we know. You see, every year, various wrestling promotions gather in a specific area to have shows leading up to WrestleMania. One day, some jackass decides to chronicle all those shows, and he managed to drag his girlfriend and two others along for the ride. We're still not sure how he pulled that off. Now, join us to find out what happened one crazy weekend. How about Alberto? She's excited, but she's also horny. That's she. Sold! The world is a vamp. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to One Crazy Weekend. I am your host, Rosenthorn, and I am joined once again by Casey. Hello, guys. And by Crash. Hello, everybody. Bunny would be here, but she is having some internet problems, so it's just the three of us today. Just the three of us. We can do it if we try. Just the three of us, you and I, and also Crash. <laughs> I don't know. I forget what it was in reference to, but someone actually shared the old uh, Austin Powers 2 version of that song on my Discord server here. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, Meanie me, you'll complete me. You know, oh, God. I haven't seen that. Me either, honestly. I watched the shit out of those movies when I was in high school, but the minute I got to college, I just completely outgrew them. I, I just never cared for them as a kid, even as a teenager and adult. I don't care for them. I, I you think, know, I think what I happens... haven't seen them in a hot minute, so it might be time to revisit them just out of curiosity's sake. But I don't know. I remember in high school they were the best fucking thing ever. But then so, once I went to college, saw a few movies that weren't stupid, I went back to them and I was like, "This is dumb." The, this the, is ga- the, the gags, as shit. The gags that aren't about Austin being a fucking asshole are really, really good still. Yeah. Like, my favorite one is still uh, Michael McDonald in the first one. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) No! He's like a mile away. Yeah. (laughs) Just move! That that one still works. That one still works. Okay, the proof in the pudding, that one became a meme. Yes. I guess that's sort of, you know. (laughs) Um, But speaking of cheesiness, uh, this one we're talking about actually has a very cheesy name to it. Rose, yes. Why don't you go ahead and tell the audience. We are talking about Absolute Intense Wrestling Slumber Party Massacre. Is there any real reason it's called the Slumber Party Massacre? Not that I can know. Um, not that I can tell. Okay. Just a fun reference. <laughs> I, yeah, okay. for those who don't know what this reference is, it's based off the trilogy uh, franchise over party massacre where a bunch of girls have a sleepover and then there's a driller killer that kills them with drills rinse and repeat and they're oddly feminist all all written by by women which is super awesome but also the second film is i think it's a more weirder one because it also tries having the slasher killer be a rocket billy uh, killer with the drill on the guitar that's also freddy krueger and the actor is the son of uh the guy who founded little caesars and the detroit tigers Say what? Yeah, we, yes, it's just real. watch the kill count for more info on that. Anyway, wow, yeah, it's Slumber Party Massacre from uh, the White Eagle Hall again. Uh, it's once again April fourth. Uh, let's see, I don't have much info on AIW other than it's founded by John Thorne in two thousand five and it's based out of Cleveland. Hmm. Our okay. commentators tonight are Matt Wadsworth and the Duke. Yeah. <laughs> I will make note that uh, 
the ring was covered, so there was no Grill Em All promo, and I was sad. Nah, they had their own covering, so no sponsorships for this show. But it's going to become very, very apparent why in these first two matches. <laughs> yes, it will. Uh, yes, it will. Uh, like... <laughs> I forgot. Uh, yeah, these, for, these first two. Wow, this show certainly does open. <laughs> yes. Fuck. <laughs> uh... Yeah, match number one. Let's get into it. La Familia de Tijuana, that's Damian 666, or 666, and Bestia666, versus the Young Studs, Bobby Beverly and Eric Ryan. Um, I will say uh, for Damian and Biesta, Damian Bestia. had very... Uh, Bestia. Bestia had very impressive makeup on him. Damian, mm, that... the worst ugly makeup I have seen on a wrestler. Yeah, well, the man's 60 a we- and a wrestler. I have in my notes, too. That is a weird juxtaposition, because... Well, I can explain it. For one, I've seen them do them, their own makeup. They do them themselves. Mm. And for two, Damien is like 50. He He's the same Damien from WCW. Really? Yeah. Oof. In fact, yeah, what? he's he's 58. Uh, and he's know, a deathmatch guy. Uh, I don't know, man. At the same time, though, if your partner's going to do it that well, then... I don't know, man. You gotta raise up, or at least ask him for some tips or something. Because man, mm-hmm. he could he could have been featured on a bad album covers episode. Let's put it that way. Ooh. This was <laughs> like, uh, uh, and you know what? I mean, if I'm being real here, the makeup wasn't the only thing a little shabby about this team. Truth be told, bestia rules. But yeah, I gotta agree. Yeah, uh, yeah. It those are three numbers. Say say say. What? Boy. What? That's that's what they call themselves. Well, in the fancy way to say it. In the correct well, way, because that's what they call well, themselves. They're me- they're Mexican. Well, yeah, they're they're a Mexican team. So say 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 six six six. I mean, then you know, nothing wrong with that. That makes sense. Um, uh, yeah, I'm amazed. But... Bestia isn't booked more places. He's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. I have some music notes. Like, they came out to Oma Koyova. Oye Komova. I have it written down, and I can't even say it right. Oh, god damn. I'm having flashbacks now of hearing that song at Harbrook Park now. Thank you so much. That is one of those dumb songs that will get stuck in your head, and you will hate it for being there, too. Oh, no, no, Crash. I've talked about this in a video I reviewed called Malibu Beach Party, where they used that song to die off of diving boards into a pool oh really oh yeah yeah it, it it's um it was a show of its time at hard rock park if you could find it on youtube folks you will it's it's early it's like mid late 2000s at its best mid, <laughs> Dal- mid to dalton. Late 2000s. dalton i mean for a guy that he that is that old he's doing all right he's an okay boomer god damn it oh rosen that yeah. was dalton that was Dalton. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dalton. I'm not that clever. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't seen Eric Ryan since the the uh, the, the OI4K Tangled Web feud back in CZW. Hmm. Uh, CZW is uh that was like five years ago. Ah. CZW is going through some shit right now. When are they not? So I've heard, yeah. Good point, though, when are they not? But at the same time, I've heard the shit is particularly shitty these days. And I don't care, because I don't like CZW, so... 
it's a certain it's a certain flavor of wrestling for sure. Not to say you've you've got to have a taste for what they're doing over there. Yeah. Well, even even if you do, GCW is doing it way better. See, there you go. So, which we will, might talk about them in the future. We, in fact, we definitely will because they do like five shows this weekend. Oh wow. Oh, actually, at the end of the show, I think we have a, a little bonus segment because the collective is announcing all of its shows for next year's Mania weekend, and we could just quickly go over those. Oh, okay. But first, uh, yeah, loving an elevator for uh, the young studs. It's kind of weird to start with the death match. Yeah, it really see, is. That is a weird. I was thinking that myself, especially a tag team death match like that. Oh, I, it set the tone in a weird way because I figured. Uh, see, I know nothing about this show. I know nothing about this Fed. I know nothing about anything. So I walk yeah. into it, and we're starting with a death match. I figure, oh, it's going to be like death matches all night or something. That's like the theme. And no, no, it was just mostly these these two. I think a couple others got a little raw. I don't know if I call them death matches, but yeah, it's definitely these first yeah, two. This, these only these first two were, were real death matches, and um. I I wouldn't have opened with these for yeah, sure. Like, even as a deathmatch fan, I'm like, you say that to the end, or at least at least the middle to where they can yeah. you know clean up the ring during the break. See, yeah, okay. exactly. That it also kind of kept the show at a lurch because after those two matches, they had to do so much cleanup. You know, it, it this yeah. show starts at a and it set the tone. It set the wrong tone for the rest of the show. Yes, so. it did. Like, I would well, say that, yeah. like. The thing, like again, like everyone, like, but I, I said everybody, but it's just here. Here, there's just crashed and Rosen, and I expect Bunny being here, but that's an it, everybody. That's more than two people. That's true. Sorry. It's um, fine. Basically, basically, I felt the same with with uh, my co-host here. It was just weird to see having a death match at the very beginning, and I was recently at a normal like show that had a death match in the middle which i stayed far away from because i don't care for those but even when i went back to my seat after death that's during intermission there was still broken glass everywhere and when i went to go, went, went to see my seat there was some broken glass i literally had to lift the, the foldable chair and drop the broken glass off so i wouldn't hit broken glass on my butt Huh. Yeah, brief yeah. aside uh my dad and i were watching that match together and he became a deathmatch fan Oh really? Yeah. What I, have you done? Also, he uh, he did the smart thing of wearing a sweater to where the glass, if it flew on him, he could just wipe it off. <laughs> oh, that is smart. That is actually pretty. Smart. You know, wear layers. That way, you can just shed them if yep. you need to. That's. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely gonna be a bonus episode if we uh, if we ever need one. No. <laughs> Mainly because I already bought the show. No. Uh, uh, but yes. Uh, um, so yeah, back to the actual match. Uh, any anything to say before I do my play by play? I will say I got here's are my notes. He's got a mini baseball bat with forks bent into it. For a second there, I thought that was barbed wire, and then closer inspection, it was forks. Forks were a theme in this particular death match, and I didn't think they could use them, but I was proven wrong. You're in for yeah. a serious ass forking. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, the forks were definitely a big feature here. It was weird because it was it wasn't like a whole like Louisville slugger, like little sweetie kind of bat. It was a bat like chopped in half, like a little mini bat. So it actually just looked like a little 
almost like a little baguette, just covered Weird, in forks. Weirdly enough, they usually use wiffle ball bats because they're easier to attach stuff to. And, yeah, I you mean, know, that makes sense. Don't that do as much sense. concussion damage. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Well, I recognize the type of little bat. Like, um, you could, there are tiny little bat wooden bats where uh, people get for like decorative purposes. Like, okay. I remember my brother having one of those when he was a kid, but it was a lot smaller. All so, right. and I think maybe because like it's easier to have the forks stay on that than on a with a ball bat because that's plastic and metal tends to when something's wrapped tends to slide on plastic. Oh yeah, yeah. But say most. Um, one thing I will say that is kind of a commentary for the rest of the show. I don't know how you guys felt. We didn't watch this together or anything. Yeah. So we no, we couldn't, weren't commentary. able to. One thing I caught during this show, though, the one thing I really didn't like the commentators for this. The the commentary. I don't know. Not the worst we've heard by any stretch of the imagination, but they were bland and at times super duper corny and like, yeah, I, they were okay. Like, I didn't think they did a bad job, but I, I'm kind of spoiled from the lost episode we did. Oh, because the <laughs> okay, one thing yeah. I'll say about that lost episode, which who knows might be a Patreon exclusive one day. Uh, they may not because of my stupid fucking audio on his No, mic. I'm saying if we re-record it. Me. Anyway, as I was saying, Pat Gill was the highlight of that show. Hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But that's, unfortunately, that's my, no, my pre-existing love of Pat Gill. <laughs> yeah, we were not so fortunate with this show. I Like I said, not the worst we've had, but every yeah. once in a while when they would chime in with a joke, it was like the corniest shit. And yeah, outside like, of that, they were super bland and uninteresting. They basically uh, just called out moves. Which... Like one, one thing I will say, uh, Crash, if you do end up watching that show we did for the previous episode, the commentary mm. is excellent. Oh, nice. Nice. I will make note that um, I really wasn't paying attention to the commentary. They weren't, like Crash said, they were kind of okay. I really wasn't paying attention, but mainly because the first two matches are death matches, and I don't really care for them. But I still had to try and take those, but I still kind of look at the more brutal stuff. So when I looked away, Rose's laptop would be off to the side, and I would still see it no matter what. It fucking You cannot escape. For me. <laughs> I... I unfortunately can't in this type of situation. I did put it in here, all the forks, because again, forks. Yes. And, and then of... they were put into the chair. I'm getting there. Oh. I need to yeah, start first. Yeah. Fork in the head from the handshake. Oh. Yeah. Ow. That was that was a hell of a way. Again, set that's that's one way to set the tone for your show. Just that was the opening move, people. <laughs> the belt, the whipping has begun. Yeah, which Oh god, those those belts hurt too. If you if you you know, if you ever grew up in a uh, in a household where you got a whooping, oh, those fucking leather belts. Holy shit. <laughs> so much whipping and forking. I love it. We already have door sign. Yeah, for the very first for the very first match, like they took like no time. Either. They had that door out in like what three minutes, four minutes, like no no time at all. They were reaching out for the doors and the like. I say again, it's one of the reasons I thought, oh, this is going to be a hardcore show because this was a hardcore match. They just were throwing shit all over the ring, all over each other, and like, yeah, man, that's. Yeah, yeah, normally GCW is the hardcore show, but I don't know. Uh, fork yeah. bat. 
Fork bat. We covered yeah. fork bat. Again. Uh, oh, Steely I... Dan. Is that what that move is called, where they set up a chair between a dude's legs and then hit it the chair with another chair yep. right in the dick? Okay, that's called a Steely Dan. That's what I call it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good name for it. That is a good terminology yes. for that. Uh, gusset plate. Oh no. Does anyone here know what a gusset plate is? Um, oh, so that's what that was. E see, that was weird. Even the commentators didn't know what that was. They just said, oh, he's bringing out a board with stuff on it. So, okay, Rosen, for the education of our listeners, please, what is a gusset plate? From Wikipedia, a gusset plate is a plate for connecting beams and girders to columns in construction. Oh, okay. It is, like, I'm going to s send an image in the uh, the chat we oh. have of a gusset plate. It is the right. sharpest fucking uh. thing. Okay. Oh no, not again. It's the Oh yikes. Oh dear oh. god almighty, what the fuck? Oh oh that looks like one of those little blister packs that you get like uh like antidepressants in. <laughs> yeah. Like five years ago CCW they used a lot of gusset plates. Ooh, oh yeah. my god, why okay. is this Again, again, like, again, why, another reason why this just totally sets the tone. Well, you know, you figure it's setting the tone for the show, because this was a hardcore as hell match, but, ugh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that looks like it sucks. That yeah. does indeed look like it sucks. I'm amazed it didn't bust out a Kenzon. I'm going to let you look that ugh. one up yourselves. K-E-N-Z-A-N, Kenzon. That one actually rings a bell, and I don't remember it they're being They're used in Japanese floral arrangements. <laughs> They're basically really sharp spike pucks. Ah, okay. Uh, double team muscle buster. Okay, I have a note about this. That double team muscle buster looked ugly as hell. Really, I fucking loved it. Uh, yeah, like the move itself is a cool move. I mean, the muscle muscle buster itself is hardcore yeah. enough. Samoa Joe can do a, a muscle buster. Yeah, it's nobody's business. But man, those guys look like, especially our. Our big fat guy, I forget who. He Damien. Was. Um, Damien, sorry, yes, okay. Damien. Like he looked like he was about to drop the guy. Like that was okay. Yeah, I'm, so it's I'm been, sorry. But... I should mention it's been a week since I've seen this show, so I'm, it may have been uglier than I remember. Okay, I saw this show yesterday, and I was like, oh. Yeah, like this... just in thinking about it, I think a double team muscle buster would probably be safer than a single than a single muscle buster. Just because, I can imagine. like, both shoulders are getting equal dis distribution. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Plus, it's safer for the guys delivering it because you're splitting the weights. Exactly. So, I mean, right there. Arm yeah. drag cannonball through the door. That was pretty. Stu cool. That was stupid cool. doors. I cursed the door. Fork well, actually, door. wasn't that the fork? Wasn't that the fork door? No, no, I'm getting the fork door. Oh, okay, okay. We well, sorry, we aren't up to the fork door yet. Fork door and a DVD through it gets Bestia and Damien the win. Really fun yeah. opener. Bestia and Eric Ryan need more bookings. Um, again, uh, uh, the for the fork door, the DVD through the fork door was very, very cool. But again, it was kind of sloppy. It was kind of. I mean, there's no real executed. good way to take a take a DVD through a fork door. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I'm not sure how you would clean the move like that up. But it looked more. It, I don't know. Calling it a DVD is pretty uh, generous. He more like sort of slung him over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> then again, I, I wouldn't want to be the guy who has to follow through into the fork door. That would probably do more damage to the guy giving the move. So. Man, fork, bat, hand, throw door. 
<laughs> that was Dalton again, I'm assuming? Yes. Yeah. Very, For those who don't know what we're talking about, look up man door hand hook car door and thank me later. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I, we know what Casey thought. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, again, Casey, your uh, your uh, hatred of the death match is known and celebrated on this yes. show. <laughs> celebrated. <laughs> it's known yeah. and appreciated. Let's say that. Yeah. Uh, t- t- and though, to be honest, Casey, I'm kind of I'm kind of here with you. Oh, I mean, this this did have its you. moments, but but you know, the uh, family. Well, the family, the Tijuana, um, or at least rather, their one member was fairly sloppy out there i know he's an older guy i know he's a vet but i don't know man it's just he did not he didn't have the best night let's just put that's it that the thing way. about um, about uh, mexicans and wrestlers man they go until they die yeah oh yeah that that like, certainly is true <laughs> santo died went until he died and he buried with his mask on hey that's that's how i want to go <laughs> damn right uh, yeah, but, but i hate but, but yeah, dead matches and overall, I would say, again, that plus the plus the fact that this match and the one after it sets the wrong tone for the rest of the show. I I just got to say, I wasn't terribly impressed by this. It had its moments, and you know, everybody did look like they were given everything they could out there. But All right, eh. let me ask this then: what do you, where, what's your stance on death matches in general, just as a concept? Um, I'm not against them. They can be done very, very well. I think. The Attitude Era did a lot to sour us on death matches because, oh my god, they were so overdone during, like, that. the 2000s, late 90s, even going into, like, the mid-2000s. They were just, uh, you know, like, ECW, ECW was nice, but people forget, like, ECW had its high moments, but people forget a lot of ECW shows could just be boring little slap-arounds, and that's ultimately... Like, that's when you book a deathmatch that isn't, like, a main event or a big, important deal to the show, then usually that's what you get. Just a bunch of guys rambling around, just bringing stuff out to smack each other with it. You know, it, it can be very uneventful, very dull, and I sure as hell wouldn't open a show with a deathmatch. I would agree know? with that. I, th- I think there's a certain art to a deathmatch, and I think uh, yes. guys like the guys in GCW are kind of proving that art. And we'll Mm. eventually talk about that in the shows to come. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, Yeah, this was, like, I'm a Deathmatch fan. I just, I thought Bestia and Eric Ryan, and to a lesser extent, Bobby Beverly, were good enough to where it didn't detract from Damien being Damien. Nah. That's just me. (laughs) Nah. Post-match. Fair enough, fair enough. Post-match, Eric Ryan stabs himself in the head with a fork, like, 30 times, to which the Duke says for, hmm? This was at at the end when they after yes. a team wins. Yes, I'm getting there. You jumped ahead of that. Ha. No, no, I didn't. Oh no, no, no. He he no. He he announced the winners. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, he. Let's say oh. he he announced a La Famili- La Familia, Familia one with the DVD yeah. through the through the door. Yeah, so we got we got that out of the way. But yeah, this was after this was after the win. The losers, the young studs. Uh, the the you know one of the guy you said the yeah. guy's name. Post match, Eric Ryan stabs himself in the head with like with a fork like thirty times. To which the yeah. Duke says, "For fork's sake, no." Yeah, yeah, okay, so yeah. See what I mean? See what I, I mean about that the one. commentary? I'll grant yeah. you that one. I even have that in my notes too. Uh, commentators say, "For fork's sake, ellipses, bleg." Uh, well, moving on from terrible puns, we have uh, the submit or surrender match. Which, when I first heard oh, no, about this, no, 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 
I was going to just say that that first match was just brutal for me. I, I was it was a ten match to watch. I'm never going to look at a fork the same way again after that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially after that, like that ending scene where he jabbed himself like thirty. Like it was like not. Like, it, it was not like love taps either. Yeah. Like he was smacking it, like he was smacking himself, like he was mad he got his toe stubbed on the counter or something. Just like, like ah, 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 ah. Like, I'm like, why are you doing this? You're gonna just get a bunch of stitches in your fucking head. Oh, yeah, it was not, it was not pretty. It was not. Oh. Again, very, and this, and this was the losers doing this too, so it's not even like a celebratory oh. kind of thing. Oh. It was just, and now for your enjoyment, this man will fillet his face. Yes, it's uh, like he was trying to tenderize, but it, it no. Yep, yep. Uh, yes, next match. Yes. Submit or surrender match. Yeah. Dominic Garini versus Joshua Bishop with Wes Buckley. I thought when I first heard about this match, I was thinking, oh, it's knockout or submission only. No! It's an no, I quit match. It, it's an I quit match. They just don't Which, call it an I, I quit I do love I quit match matches. For some reason. Does, do, okay, does someone own the trademark on I quit You match? know who does. does. Yeah, I had a feeling, of course. Yeah. Wait, I, say, I was wondering, why don't they just call it an I quit match? Casey, oh, take God a guess. It, Vince. Yeah, goddammit, Vince. Yep. Vince. Uh, I'm going to say right now, uh, when Joshua Bishop came out, he looked like he could be related to our good friend Luke Spencer's older brother. <laughs> I, I, mean, uh, yeah. I can because, see that. He had yeah, Bo uh, Dallas's face. Yeah, but he looks like he could be related to Luke Spencer, which Luke, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> I I actually have in my notes that Josh looks like if Raven were into hair metal instead of grunge and goth. Yeah, pretty that much. Was, <laughs> that was the vibe I was getting from this guy. Oh, yeah. by the way, Crash, I need to tell you something real quick. Ooh, okay. uh, when when Casey and I were first watching a new video, and you go, guess what? Uh, do you know what? Genre didn't make it into the 90s. Casey goes, grunge? Uh, oh. I wasn't thinking at the time. It it's was killed. Okay. New Wave was killed by grunge. Uh, it's okay. It's fine. It's, it's okay. fine. Yeah. I just had to mention it because it was funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's... But... Yes, by some definitions, you could say she's technically right because it didn't uh, make it. It didn't survive the eighties. It wasn't. Some people say it wasn't invented until the early nineties. There so. you go. Thank you, Crash. I have reassurance. Thank you. Also, Dalton. Uh, this, it, some it, people. Some people. Dalton says uh, it figures that Vince owns the rights to the idea of not wanting to try anymore. Ha! Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. But I will say, like, just like the first one, this is a yeah, this is an I quit match. But this is one where it's like a death match because um, things happen, and I will <laughs> scroll ahead of my notes. I put why, and then again why. Blood feud, Casey. That's why. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they go into the audience. Uh, oh yeah. D- doors happen. Spikes. Who's the play-by-play person here? Uh, well, we're not. Yeah, we're not up to the play-by-play. Yeah. I will say one I'm thing before we items. get. Items. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. No, that's uh, like the, we have doors, spikes. Uh, what do they call them? The little uh, Thumb, wood. The skewers. the skewers. Oh, barbecue skewers. Yeah. Oh my god. Masada style. Yeah. Oh my god. Full blown. Don't one have, thing I, I will say: yeah. uh, this match has uh, Dominic Garini, who was he was in was it Bloodsport? Blood, he was in Bloodsport, and he was he, in. Uh, IWTV. 
Yes, he was in the IWTV match. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, we we've, we've been seeing a lot of this guy. You know who else we saw show. in a uh, in the IWTV show that shows up here? Cabana oh, Man who? Dan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's we'll get oh, there. That's a bit of a spoiler. We will for later, get there. But yeah. Oh yes. Will we get there? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Dominic Garini looks weird without his gi. I'll say that. Yeah. He looks but it's very serious weird time. without the karate gear. With that, yeah. <laughs> um, flying knee out the gate. Oh yeah, they didn't waste any time. Again, Dominic. They go into the audience at that as Dominic does a dive. Tope with no yeah. shoes. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh god. Um, Road spike in the cauliflower ear. Yeah. Oh I, god. Damn. I, I had to turn away. Like I literally could couldn't turn to look at Russ's laptop. I had to literally turn away because I can't. That's just like. I'll admit, no. even I was a little yeah, fucked up by that one. That's pretty fucked. Well, as we'll see, this match in general just gets pretty fucked up. Like this okay. was a blood but, match for sure. Yeah, this gets hold- fucked up and dark to the point where you think they're actually going to murder each other. And we'll I do there. mean actually oh, murder each other. Uh, double super yeah. spike spot, which the spike spot is super easy because you just cover your hand with the. Sp- are you cover the spike with your hand? Oh yeah, yeah. But, uh, but still, they they still, literally it looks in my great. notes. Yeah, oh yeah. In my notes, I have it as a spike off because they were literally drilling each other in the head. They both have spikes at one point, yep. and they're in the middle of the ring, just train off. Spike, 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 spike. Just it's one ah. of my favorite things in wrestling is the trade off. Yeah. God, God <laughs> like, damn it, Crash! You did a dad pun. Did I? Yes, How you so? did. How so? Spike, match, spike. Bad. What are you talking about? I think I thought he did a bad dad pun. I'm sorry, but I had the. I don't even get I, it. No, if I'd done a dad pun, I would have said they were like spiking each other's drinks or something, or you know, uh, they were spiking uh, each other right in the volleyball. Okay. Okay, there you go. There's your dad pun. There's your dad. Pun. Oh, you're a vol- <laughs> okay. I could see where you're coming from there. It was a little stretchy, but okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> beer can bat smack. No. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Uh, oh, um, I did see. Um, well, at one point, uh, after the spike off, I forget what I forget how, but they both end up on the ground, and yeah. the ref has to go over to the mic to both of them to ask them, you know, if they quit or not. And Josh, acts, he accidentally gets the cord like all wrapped yep. around Josh, the microphone cord, yep. while he goes over to Garini, and they have to take a minute to get Josh untangled. <laughs> Yeah, people. That that's why if you're gonna do an I quit match, you always bring out the wireless, wireless mic. Yeah, always bring out the wireless mic, people. Uh, props to Wes Buckley for taking a fucking pile driver on the apron. Yeah, yeah holy he was. Pi- he tried to interfere with a chair, but was pile drived out of the ring. Yeah. Like, what God. the hell? That was an ouch. That was an ouch. That was an ouch. Uh, awesome bomb through the door and the chairs we carry on. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, me. it was. Well, no, it was. Uh, they brawl back towards did, like the little seating area and the little seat part of the seating area that's risen. I just Josh. Got... Yeah, Josh puts him up into an awesome bomb from the higher stage. They've set up a door on some chairs at the bottom and awesome bombs him through that. So I know, just he... got why I wrote through the door and the chairs we carry on. <sighs> it, for those who don't get it, it's a Dragon Force joke. Yeah. Through the fire See, okay, and flame there's there. the dad pun. For there's Casey's benefit, the through the fire and flames. Still don't get it? 
It's a dumb metal reference. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, I kind of figured that. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just, it's okay. This okay. Is, I just want to get through this one because this is just the most brutal. We're like, this there. way. Yeah. Hey, dead oh, Pile Fuck driver them. on the tack covered board. Why? Ow. Because ow. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I put down. That's why I, I was wondering why, I wrote why I'm like, and now I remember why. There you go. Uh, I wrote down it just regularly. Ah, uh, the Masada special, because Masada, his thing was always barbecue spork, uh, barbecue sporks, barbecue skewers in the, in the, fa in the forehead. But I was not expecting them to go in the fucking ear. Yeah, the ear. Just yeah. the ow. And they stuck, too. Like, they, I remember, like, the, when the ref finally pulled him off, uh, Garini has one, like, literally, you can see it's, like, poked him, like, through the top of his earlobe. Oh. It's like, oh, well, oh I've man, had, I, I've had I was, I've had people. Yeah. I mean, you go you go to like a you go to like a what is it? You go to like a Claire's and get that done, man. You ain't supposed to get that done in the ring. Oh, Holy shit! Oh no, no, I don't, I would not trust a Claire's like they're. Well, I mean, to be fair, it. neither would I. Neither would no, I. I yeah, hear. I do they still do than, piercing? Than just... I heard they used to do that. Yeah. They still. I think some still do that. Do yeah. that. I don't even know if they shit. exist anymore. It's a joke, they still yeah. Casey. Exist? It's a joke. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, peop yeah, people, don't, don't go, don't go, never go to a mall to get your ear pierced. Unless never go you to know, a mall. Unless you like, know the point. guy who's doing it, you know, never do that. No, don't, don't go to a Claire's to get oh, your ears pierced. You don't know if they clean those or not. Oh, yeah, they, they, those are mall kids, you know, Speaking believe of... me, that is not a procedure you want done by, uh, being done by someone who's making minimum wage, you really yeah. don't. Speaking <laughs> of, uh, of... Uh, not sure if they're clean or not. The tack bag. Good old tack weird bag. That we see the tack bag after we see the tack board and the tack bat. Yeah, yeah. that was a little weird. That was a little. Let's say usually the tacks are like the are like the uh, appetizer to the tack special, and then you build up to the more sharp stuff. But no, no, no. Uh, gourd buster into the tacks. Was not expecting that. Yeah, that didn't that didn't look fun. That did not look fun. Uh, skewers in Bishop's face, backpack drop into the tax, choke slam through the chair. West yeah. gave West gave Bishop handcuffs. The fucker. Oh yeah, this and, is oh my god, this part. So the the finish <sighs> of the match is uh Joshua Bishop fucking handcuffs Dominic Arini to the ring and then dumps him in lighter fluid. Yeah, and, and pulls out a match. Yeah, what yeah. the well, fuck? Pulls this out is a zippo. A zippo. A so. This is when I meant that they almost were going to kill someone. Wait, yeah. This. Like, yeah, what and the, the ever-loving shit? Don't they know that yeah. zippo lighters could really be edged weapons? <laughs> <sighs> I guess if you use them right, that'd probably that's a waste of a good zippo, though. Say, but have you heard about the Mexican Sacatripe, used for cutting uh. sheep and other warm-blooded animals? Watch, watch surviving edged weapons is what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, that's what you're referencing. Yeah, Dominic yeah, Garini... But, but again, that's that's the thing that finally gets Garini to yeah. say I quit. Garini so. surrenders to avoid being lit on fucking fire! Yeah, I did not like that finish, no. personally. Would you not no. surrender if you were about to be lit on fucking fire? I mean, but... Uh, I guess I'm kind of... I mean... It, it's one of those things that, okay, res with wrestling, you always go into it with a bit of, um, a bit of, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, 
suspension of disbelief you know yeah. you go in there mm-hmm. you know knowing it you know you know it's stage you know it's draw you know it's theater you know that you know things can get hardcore but they're never going to get like actually full blown like that this just i just knew the minute they started he brought out the lighter fluid I just knew, okay, there's either going to be an interference or something, and then there just wasn't, and he just quit, which is like, no. Okay, so what was the alternative there? He was going to actually set him on fire? And then immediately get arrested? Yeah, exactly. You're going to commit murder for a, for let's face it, a... A wrestling for a wrestling mat for a wrestling fed that no one's ever heard of. You're willing to like Ooh. murder someone for that? I'm sorry. That's where the suspension of disbelief gets. Me, like even, I, I don't even saying. think ECW ever took it like oh, they, that they did. far. They totally did. Except they, they actually did. set the guys on fire. Because um, Paul Heyman was disgusting, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Say plus, plus Sabu would do anything. Sabu, I'll, bet, yeah. I'll bet that's a Sabu move. I'll bet Sabu. Yeah. Would do I, I love this fucking match. I, I hated it. I didn't like the finish. I did not like the finish. I felt like something should have something should have happened other than oh the lighter fluid. Let's get hardcore because I didn't buy that. Mm. And even though it's pro wrestling, I'm not supposed to buy it. But even like even from a wrestling viewpoint, I was like, okay, the match is over now, right? So I don't know. I felt it was. I know what they were going for, but it just I don't know. It came. It came again. It came off as too. It's too non-believable. It's too cheesy, you know, like, for me this... to take it in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, well, I did not like the finish. I, I don't know. Maybe. No, I don't know. Maybe I, no, that's I, just me. No, I, oh, I agree with you. I hated the yeah. finish. This was actually more of a death match than the first one. And this one was super brutal. But I, I like, I didn't like these first two matches. I know, knew going in, I'm not yeah. going to be 100% okay. with this whole thing. Okay, yeah, see, Casey, you make an excellent point. Like, the match, like, the rest of the match leading up to that, it felt like an actual, like, brutal, like, death match. It actually felt, like, intense and, like, painful. But when they brought out the lighter fluid, it crossed over into camp and corniness and, like, oh, okay, come on. I can see that. Yeah, so it was like, ah, you guys had it so right up until this point, but, Speaking of having things right, uh, this next match... The tag title mm. match. Which yes. was a four-way. Yep. Uh, four-way. Can I? Champions to infinity and beyond, which is Cheech and Colin Delaney, versus the Jollyville I... Fuckets, Russ Meyer and T-Money, versus PM Experience, Marino T and Philly C, versus the production, Derek Director and Eddie Honley with Dan Housen. I, I love... Okay. Oh, sorry, Casey, go ahead. Oh, sorry. You, um, I'm going to do my notes quickly of each of their entrants. PME, they are the whitest guys we know. Also, the, the song they come out to, I hear at work constantly. Oh, no. Oh. Yes. Yes, I, I that hear pain. that song. I hear, and the thing is, those songs are now being interspliced with Christmas songs, so it makes it much worse. Oh, you poor girl. Oh, working retail is going to ruin Christmas for you. Let me just get that uh, out, out of the way for you right now. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it was much easier just working at, like, a... With the mouse, just at a retail store, just enjoying Disney Christmas because that was intolerable. But though you know, okay. what's what's a good song to work to? Hmm. All my friends are dead. Oh yeah, uh, um, yeah. Production yeah. came out to the Jackass, Beaver, and Bam uh, theme song that I know mostly, and um, but they I- came out with Danhausen. Danhausen, big pop for me seeing Danhausen. 
Yeah, apparently he's a big deal, kind of. Yeah, he, he, he got his yeah. he, he he got huge after Mania, so we won't, we won't see it until next year, oh. in which we cover uh, Warhorse and Danhausen's WrestleMania. Oh, okay. But and, uh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry before before we move on, uh, Casey. The song in question is uh, the song that you were referencing is uh, by Turbo Negro, and it's called "All My Friends Are Dead." Sorry, yeah, that's I... that's the music geek in me getting out. There it is. No, it's fine. Okay. And also, when I heard that song, I was just thinking of your reference of it going, "Oh shit!" and then start yeah. stamping the copyright. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, a brief introduction to Danhausen, and then I'll go into my entrance notes. Uh, Danhausen and Warhorse are two of my fa- favorite wrestling Twitters. They're the two best at it. Danhausen, yeah. his gimmick is just, he's he's a horror movie villain from the 1920s. Okay. <laughs> and he ends most most uh, words with Hausen, or most sentences with the word Hausen thrown in there. He okay. also has a Patreon where he does like cooking with Danhausen and shit like that. Oh, he no he is amazing at his gimmick, and I love it. Ha. Huh. Oh, and also he uh, he does this thing where tequila from the Pee- from Pee Wee's Big Adventure comes on, and he will do the do the whole bit while kicking people. <laughs> oh no, kidding! He's great. He's so great. I can't wait to talk about him. Ha. Uh, uh, oh, I I will put the the Jolly Boy uh, the Jolly Boys came out Jollyville fuckets. Yeah, but they're called but they they got renamed the Boys from Jollyville. No, no, that's their old name. Okay, um, but the, the Jolly Boys came out. They had their belts. Apparently, were hubcaps. They weren't belts. They were just decorations. Long... They looked ridiculous. They were just hubcaps on a giant long string. It looked uh, cheap. It does fit their name. That is a very sort of fuck it approach to uh, yeah. costuming. Eh, we're from Jollyville. And, fuck it. Here's a hubcap. It's, it's yeah, off of and, your car. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, to Finney and beyond, they are literally, it's just as you say, yes, this is for the Disney people and me. Uh, one of them does come out to wearing a Buzz Lightyear jacket, and their logo design is, is basically takes part with Woody's uh, lettering and Buzz's lettering for Toy Story combined together. So, and with those, a little bit of the color scheme of one is wearing Woody colors on their trunks, one has Buzz Lightyear coloring on their trunks, so it's like, yeah, they're, they're basically inspired by Pixar. If they ever got signed anywhere, they could not use their name, their clothing, oh, nothing. Colin Delaney used to be oh, signed. Lord, no. He was, oh, he was a jobber that. in ECW for a while. Oh. Like, the new ECW from, like, 2006. Oh, really? Yep. Huh. Uh, yeah, but if, but if these two get signed, they can't use their name. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. Is Pixar? I assume they're probably Disney. Not. This is Disney. Disney in general. So yeah, yeah. Disney uh, P- would kill them. PM experience just makes me miss With Trent kindness. Acid. I envy you, miss. PM experience just makes me miss Trent Acid. Hmm. May he rest in peace. Um, oh, it's coming up on ten years. Yeah, I oh, will wow. make note one note that soon. Uh, uh, Tiffany and Bob were the tag team's chance. As soon as they came out with the belts... Post-dive. They got knocked the fuck out, and yeah. then the match started, and there was only one note I put here before the winners. They were, everyone was tossing and knocking everybody. Huh. Yeah, about to say, this match started from the... Like, the... the uh, Infinity and Beyond didn't even get a chance to make it to the ring. Like, they got through the curtain, 
their entrance music just started up, and then I think it was someone from like PME just just bum rushed them. Yeah, I think it was PME. It was it was hard to keep track of. Okay, yeah, Casey, like you, I don't have a ton of like specific notes for this match because no. again, it's a four way tag, so it was absolute chaos. Yeah, again, yeah. It was chaos, because again, there were, everyone was tossing and knocking each other about. Yeah, that's a lot it, of my notes. Uh, th- th- it was quite literally a ballroom blitz. The Jollyville <laughs> Fuckets had uh, had a really cool team move where, uh, one, I think it was, uh, I think Team Money was the was the bigger one. He would put one guy on, up his sh- on his shoulders, and Russ Meyer would just, like, he, Team Money would spin around with the guy on his shoulders, and Russ Meyer would punch him every time he came around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. That was a good one. Uh, body um, Slam Palooza. Yeah, big Body Slam Palooza. Um, actually, hang on. Um, okay, no, that must be another match. Sorry, I thought I had a note about that, but yeah. I have one thing here. Um, one of the one of the fuckets uh, does a moonsault, uh, you know, from the top turnbuckle into, like, uh, the crowd, but there's a bunch of the wrestlers standing yeah, yeah. around to, like, catch him. You know, yeah, he does the moonsault into them, but it's so weird. It's so, he does the moonsault, but he lands on them. No one falls over, and he lands on his feet. So, it oh, looks yeah. like, yeah, it looks like a whole bunch. It was, you know, meant to be like a big hole. You know, people do the moonsault or the top rope move into the other guys. You know, it's supposed to be like a big, oh, and then oh, everybody falls down. Oh, what a hardcore move. But, like I say, no one fell. He landed on his feet. It looked like he barely even scratched anybody, and it was like, oh, okay, so that happened. And then one of the PME guys goes up to the top turnbuckle, does the exact same thing. He does a moonsault into the crowd of guys standing there, and the exact same thing happens. smaller. Yeah, you know, he felt he got into the crowd, did the moonsault. Everybody standing up. Nobody even looked like it hurt or anything, and he lands on his feet too. So it's like. Guys, come on. It's called selling. Sell a little. A little. Yeah. I, I know. I, I know that. I mean, I know that that's, you know, it's part of the business, you know. But just, just try to sell. Just try is all I'm asking. I don't know. <laughs> I also have another note here uh, pretty soon after that. One of the PME guys. Um, oh, I forget. One of the one of the teams was doing, like, one of those double powerbomb moves. Um I have to say, he did one to one guy, did one to another, and then he got um, uh, one of the production guys, I believe, into it, and he accidentally tricked his partner into making him do the powerbomb to him, like he had him up, he caught his partner, and he, he just looked at the guy like, oh, oh, what am I supposed to do, oh, and then instead of dropping him, and or like decking him in the face or something, he follows through with the PME guy into the powerbomb on his own partner. <laughs> Like, even the commentary team was like, oh, I guess he got tricked into that. I don't know where his head was for that See, one. Like, I, I got you on the scratch. <laughs> okay. What do you got for me? Excalibur has created the 15% rule. 15% of the time, the Young Bucks offense will fail on them. And that rule applies to all tag teams. Okay. Basically, they'll hit each other 15% of the time because tag teams aren't smart. Okay, I guess I buy that. <laughs> uh, Casey, but, what are you doing? 
I don't, I don't know, I'd still be like, dude, okay, you have your partner in your hands, you know, the guy you have to, you know, change next to in the locker room, you know, you gotta travel with that guy, and this is your opportunity to reverse or stop him from being put into a very powerful move, what should you do? A, punch the guy in the face and get your partner out of it. B, pull your partner away and get him out of safety. Or C, just follow through with it because you have no free will and you are and you are literally drinking a Elmer's an Elmer's glue and turpentine cocktail after the match. Danhausen with the DDT Hausen. Yes. Uh, yes. Nice wheelbarrow senton. It was cool. Uh, and will we? Can we see who wins? I'm and getting I there. Can I'm getting there. Sorry. You let me do my thing. No. Sunset Dreams is a great tag finish name, and a great tag tag finish. Mm, absolutely. The pouts. The nope. pouts. Okay, so when you uh, when a guy is running and you shoulder tackle him from the side, it's called the pounce. Oh, okay. Oh. Made famous by Monty Brown, perfected by Keith Lee. Or Ace Romero, who pounced a guy out of the ring. Oh, okay. Um. Hi, Moonsault. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, that's uh, I, I love that. That I think that was uh, the fuckets. Uh, their part, um, the the big fuck it, uh, put the put uh, a guy into a spine buster, and then after he finished, he like got on all fours and act as a stepping stool for his little guy partner to do a nice running. Yeah, know, that was awesome. Launched off of him onto the turnbuckle and onto a moonsault onto the guy who just got the um, uh, just got the uh, oh the spine buster. So yeah, yeah, that was a nice one. That was a beautiful one-two punch there. Yeah. Uh. To infinity and beyond, win it with a powerbomb onto another guy. That ruled. It yeah. was nice, but this was a very short tag team match, I thought. I, I admit not knowing who any of these guys were and, you know, not uh, recognizing anybody's, you know, it was it was kind of hard to follow everything that was going on. Again, with these four-way tag matches, though, especially. Unless you, like, just know everybody in the match. It can be a little hard to keep up with everything, but, yeah, I'd say it was high energy, really fast-paced, a lot of big moves, a lot of good tag moves, too. A lot of good uh, double-team uh, stuff going on here. The Lincoln Log uh, move that was done by the yeah. Infinity, that was a good one. Um, yeah, lots of uh, you know, lots of good stuff. Honestly, this was. I would have preferred if they'd opened the match with the, if they'd opened the show with this match. Yes, and I then think... maybe push the death match stuff to like maybe a couple of matches later because this would have been a hell of an opener. This would have kicked things off really well. Uh, Post match, uh, Teach cuts a promo putting over AIW. Okay. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Next match. Next Eddie match. Kingston versus Shinjiro Otani. Oh, dear God. The fucking man, Eddie goddamn Kingston. <laughs> I, I will say the first uh. note I have in here, apologies, and apologies to Eddie. I mean, I know, it's it's the indies. I know not to expect a whole lot. As far as, like, you know, production and costume and all that, I'm not asking for WWE-level stuff. But, man, I just, when I saw what Eddie came out to the ring in, my first comment was, wow, this is what the Shield would be if they did all their shopping at Dollar General. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Now Again, I know they. I know now it's they two people on this podcast who have picked fights with Eddie Kingston. <laughs> Casey. Uh, okay. Um. Uh. For 
time. This is now story time with Casey on this segment I'm making up right now. Uh, from the last show, the Nero's are at what was the name of it again? GCW Slime Language. Yeah. Um, Eddie Kingston had a match with Jeffrey, or was it Effie? Effie, right? It was Effie. With Effie. And I just did not care for Eddie Kingston. I was getting wild up. And I got to a point where I was literally shouting, fuck you. And he turns to me. He said, fuck me. And he tries to proceed with motion. I'm like, fuck that, you son of a no, bitch. No, 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 no. He, he's like, you're like, fuck you, Eddie. And he's like, okay. <laughs> but then he, and then as soon as he tries, does that and I say no, Effie just like grabs him and pile drives him. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I accidentally well, got into a fight with a wrestler. Eddie's, Eddie's cool. Like after he, yeah. I like I like Eddie. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Dude, well, dude's a good wrestler. Dude, yeah, I'd and, say. A, dude. and a class act, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's and, I, and the thing is that there was no GIF. Rose was really looking to see if someone made a GIF of me in that, but no one did. But, yeah, I'm caught. I'll put it this way. That. We will see if it pops up on camera in a future bonus episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if it yes. does, then... Uh, um, That'll be fun. Sorry. Uh, the other guy, <laughs> sorry, though. Sorry, Eddie. This says sorry, Eddie. The other guy, yeah, a Japanese Eddie. legend, Shinjiro Otani, is up there with one of the greats, and tonight he faces one of the greats of the Indies in Eddie Kingston. Yeah, given given all given the amount of uh, the praise and reverence that Shinjiro uh, got from everybody, I wasn't immediately familiar with this guy, but he's a former WCW Cruiserweight champion. Yeah, yeah, about to say they went. They pretty much go down. Like even the commentary team, uh, they spent a lot of time talking about his accomplishments and everything. Not a ton of time talking about the match. Again, this commentary team. Ugh. But yeah, no, I, I get the impression. Even without the commentary in the background, you get the impression just from the get go that Shinjiro is a big deal. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Chop fight. Mm-hmm. A little tradey slaps. Um, say Otani definitely won those uh, slap slap that won that slap fight too as we will soon see Uh, let's see I wonder if Otani and and Damien exchanged WCW stories backstage (laughs) I bet bet they've you know I bet they've got plenty I bet they have plenty of good stuff Uh, if they did a podcast I would listen Although I don't, I don't think any of them, or either of them, have English as their first language. To be fair, nah. I still listen though. Get a translator in there. Yeah. Uh, boot scrapes, which brings me to the fun fact: Otani is Nick Gage's favorite wrestler. <laughs> I can kind of see why. Oh my god, these boot scrapes! Oh, he does it. Uh, to be fair, you know, he did it. He did a fine job of it. You know, he did the well, boot he, scrapes. He invented the fucking move. Oh, he did. Oh. Yeah, it's his move. I did not know. Okay, so that's why he did it three times. Yeah, row. it's his thing. <laughs> okay, so that makes a lot more sense. Then, he but. kicked his young lion so many times. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my god. god. And oh my god, and the fact that this... I don't know if this was hilarious or just mean-spirited, but... Like, he did the boot slap. He did the boots. He did the boot slaps, and then... um. And the boot scrapes, excuse yeah. me, and then on and then on the tenth boot stri- and the tenth boots, ugh, I boot keep scrape. messing it up. 
scrape. Thank you. And then it's on okay. the tenth boot scrape, he runs into the tur. He runs, you know, into the ropes and delivers it, you know, like as like a sliding kind of kick almost. But the first time he did it, he accidentally kicked his own crew. It's not <laughs> and accidental, and he did it like three times. Yeah, I was about to say he did that three times. Okay, that's a move, right? He- that's a thing he does. Yes, right? absolutely. Okay, because I was it's like, why they're okay. there? Yeah, okay. I was like, okay, one time, okay, that's an accident, boss. We forgive you. Three times, here's my resignation, you no, old this is, fuck. No, this is their toughening up. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's either a gimmick or, like, It's oh. either this or getting hit with a chair by Suzuki. Okay. <laughs> I will well, take I guess, the boot yeah. scrape, sir. Yeah. Between the two, okay, that makes, yeah, I'll definitely take that. These two are tough motherfuckers. Yeah, I can only imagine. Holy shit. Uh, oh, back fist to the future. They call it the thing I call it. Hmm. Otani wins the Delariat. That was really good. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. I've got a few notes here. Um, I have only one note. Hmm. For reasons. Okay. Yes. Um, it was an okay match. It really didn't ca- grab my attention watching it. That and that and that we were we were half only halfway through it, and it this one has been all right, except for part of the tag team. This was okay. I have a note here. Um, well, during the match, Eddie uh, tends to focus on Otani's legs. He also puts him in, like, a lot of uh, submission holds and stuff. He tries to basically get him to submit, uh, yeah. mostly. Um, I'm guessing, you know, Otani, being as old as he is, you know, they need to match with a lot of rest holds. But, um, but, but you know, they do. They both do a great job. But, um, uh, uh, you know, um, Eddie, I guess Otani has a history of, like, uh, leg injuries or, like, knee injuries or something like that. Because uh, Eddie really focuses on the legs and then the commentary team, again, they say, Oh, look at Eddie. He, oh, look at poor Otani. He's on his last leg. Literally. Uh, ah. like, the da- oh, you, you talk about my dad puns and Casey's dad puns. Oh, this commentary team. But the dad puns. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But, um, um, yeah, um, like, uh, like Rosen said, uh, Otani gets the win. Crowd... Shows tons of love for Otani. And then I, the part after, I don't know if you want to cover this, Rosen, or not, but um, the part afterwards, um, you know, Eddie gets the mic and basically just, you know, glows over the, the opportunity to get a match with Otani-san. You know, he bows, you know, Otani bows yeah. back. They have a nice little, you know, traditional kind of Japanese wrestling sort of show of favor for one another. And it's a big sort of, that, you know, that I liked. The big actually not the show of respect of for a legend, you know? Yeah. Uh, next match. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, this one. Oh, God. Oh, this oh one. my God. Oh and dear! I, 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 uh, oh dear God! Why? I literally uh, like never in my days would I have Rosen. If you told me this match was on the card, I wouldn't have believed you. Here's I'm just gonna say I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna talk. To them. Should we just announce who it is? And then it's I Scott Steiner versus let Swaggle. Do the introduction here, yeah, because people. It's oh, Scott dear. Steiner versus Swaggle. Holy shit! Yeah, what uh, the fuck? I, I don't know, but I will make note that um, 
I'm making another part of the entrance. One, Swoggle, he learned not to trip this time. <laughs> <laughs> I think and he then, wasn't as drunk for this show. That might be part well, of it. Yeah. It was, it was a, as the night went on. And, and then, yeah, and then, see, yeah. and then Steiner. All I have in here is, oh, oh. Apparently Casey oh. had not heard of Scott Steiner before this. I'm, no, I, I've heard of him. I didn't know that was his name. Oh, yeah, it's you, actually, you, it's, you just, that's his real name, Casey. Oh, you just knew him as Big Papa Pump? I knew him as the chainmail guy. <laughs> yeah, Casey, that's not only his name, that's his real name. Yep, that is like, his... Because uh, he was a collegiate him, wrestler before this. Yep. Yeah, again, I only... Him and I just remember... Well, I only remember his promos from, like, back in the WCW days, just with images of him with chainmail, and I thought... He was just the chainmail guy. I never knew his name. Yep, Scott Steiner. Yep, that's Scott Steiner. Actually, yeah. um, fun story. Uh, back when he was in uh, WCW, way back in the day, um, I actually got the chance to go to a Thunder taping in Indianapolis. Way, oh, way wow. back in the day. Oh, yeah, and uh, uh, the sign that I brought to that show uh, was actually a sign of Scott Steiner. It, uh, had, it said Big Papa Puff on it and i tried to draw like a fat chubby scott steiner i don't know my seats were too high up anyway so um not to say you couldn't you wouldn't he would probably kill you yeah Yeah, probably and this is back when he could move so yeah so i'd have been really fucked guess it was a good thing we were in the cheap seats (laughs) yeah Uh, um the match can we call this a match i'm getting there we can call it many things yeah we can call it a lot of stuff Uh, first off, we, we need to establish our feelings on Scott Steiner because he is a very unique wrestler. Oh, uh, yes. I, I'll go first. I, or Casey, you go first. I'll just say um, he's a chainmail guy. A weird one. <laughs> That's it. I think he's the chainmail guy. He's the chainmail guy. Crush, your thoughts on uh, Scott's? Uh, like I was a, I'm a big fan of like the Steiner brothers tag team. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Back in the day when they, back before he was big Papa pump, my God, the Steiner brothers. Yeah. They were just absolute nightmares in that ring, man. They could just, oh, they, they, they could do these powerful, amazing moves and make it seem like nothing. Like people forget Scott Steiner's old move used to be the Frankensteiner. Yeah. A full blown freaking hurricane Rana from a dude, his size. Like, yeah, he stopped doing it because he broke a few necks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But no, holy shit, those guys absolutely could wrestle circles around people. And Scott Steiner had a hell of a solo run in WCW too yeah. for a little He's while. A yeah, fucking champion. To say, he, yeah, he was. Yeah, he made it all the way to the top, man. And he could do some interesting stuff. Like he, and again, he, when he became Big Papa Pump, that whole gimmick, that whole he was full immensely blown, entertaining. Yeah, that genetic freak. Yeah, it, it was an entertaining... He was a wonderful, badass, crazy motherfucker. And then we see... And then he gets to TNA and we realize... And then he gets to TNA in the indies and we realize, oh, that's not really a gimmick, is it? No, he's, he's just, just like that. He's just really like that. Oh, Fun okay. fact. Yeah. Fun fact. Him and Rick own a Shoney's restaurant in Michigan. Yes, you were actually telling me about this one time. Yep. That's so cute. That's so cute. That and they so did a little I... thing where they rented a fucking crane and tore down the old building, but Scott uh... was in the building. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. They're the best. 
Uh, and he, he, uh, he almost died. They're the fucking best. Uh, I oh so... God. It's a friendlies, right? Shonies. Or Shonies, yeah. I so want to go... I so want to visit the Snyder Shonies. Rick, uh, we bought a Shonies! <laughs> I've got to go to the Steiner. Where is that? That's uh, probably somewhere in Michigan, right? Yeah, probably, yeah I think so, because they're from Michigan. <sighs> That's not a terrible drive. I should visit the Steiner Shonies. <laughs> Sometime just for shits and giggles. Just um, look at that's it. Yeah, yeah. I love. But, 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 but Scott's well, that's the thing. I have a lot of love and respect for Scott Steiner's work. Um, these days, though, these days in this uh, in this present oh, year, excuse me, or this was East a 2018 show, right? Sorry, it's in Ackworth, Georgia. Oh, it's in Georgia. Oh, okay. Okay, that's a little bit farther. Okay, yeah, that's not that's more than drive, <laughs> but yeah. but no, uh, this this show was uh, last year, right? This was twenty eighteen. Uh, the show we're, t- we're, t- we're talking about this year, or uh, twenty nineteen? No, yeah, was, the show we're talking about. No, this was this year, April, right? Yep. Okay, so this April, so twenty nineteen, Scott Steiner. I mean, even Scott Steiner in TNA, you could tell he was starting to run out of gas, kind of in a big way, and. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. oh, in in twenty nineteen, man, that that tank did not replenish. Uh, but we'll get to that. We will uh, eventually well, get to that. Holy shit, we have so much shit we have to get through. First. He teamed with Jordan Grace and Petey Williams in King of Trios this year. Really? Yep, as Team Pump. Oh. <laughs> and then Nick Gage teamed with Thomas Santrell as and Chris Statlander to be Team Ner- Nerder Death Kill. <laughs> Oh, oh, congrats God. to Chris Statlander for probably signing with AEW. Yeah. Hey, nice. Oh, that's right. I almost, I almost forgot. Uh, Petey, yeah, Petey Williams was a little, the little, little Petey Pump, yeah, the little Petey Pump, yeah, back in the uh, back in TNA. Oh, back, yeah, with TNA. He and, was there uh, for the fat asses promo. Or no, no, yeah, he wasn't the, there for that. Oh, he was there yeah, for the Steiner the, Math. The fat ass Steiner Math. That was the one I was trying to think of. Yeah. <laughs> The, the the best promo of all time. It, it yes. is unbeatable. Oh, uh, my God. But, yes, I, I literally have in my notes, what is there left to be said about Scott Steiner? And then we spent, I, like, ten minutes talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, really, we could have just started with that. Maybe we, we can have Gomer kind of edit that around. That. But, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, nah. but no, um, I will say, Steiner started doing this weird-ass promo shit. That he was just talking. <laughs> this is what he does. This is what he does, yeah. No, he was talking. For like five minutes, and I'm just like, just wrestle, Ronnie. And then apparently he doesn't get injured yet. I, I know I'm skipping your notes, but it's fine. Somehow, fine. somehow, this random guy called Cabana Man Dan, who we talked about oh, in the we, first episode. Uh, oh yeah, we've we've seen Cabana Man Dan before. Yeah, we are familiar he, with his work. But he apparently jumps in to fight for Steiner's honor. And that makes no fucking sense. Okay, yeah. Okay, first off, I have to, because it's right here in my notes, I have to illustrate how he introduces Cabana Man Dan. He doesn't, I don't know if he ever actually calls him Cabana Man Dan. He's not. But he, no, okay, that's, again, that's Steiner for you. But again, he says, he says, you know, he basically says that I, he doesn't, I don't know, he says something to the effect of I don't feel great about wrestling a midget or whatever. Oh, and he, he changes, no, he comes out and he talks and he says that I didn't want to come out to this music, play the music I wanted to come out to. And it's Randy, Randy Newman, Newman short, short, people. Because uh, of fucking course it is. 
Because of course it is. Oh, the, my. oh yeah, that was like the worst thing to do. Oh, no, this was so Attitude Era. This was so Attitude Era. And then, of course, he comes out to short people. He does his whole promo bit. is basically just making fun of Swoggle because he's a little guy. And then he says he's not going to wrestle him because he doesn't feel good about wrestling a little midget guy. So he says he's going to make him face the Andre the Giant of midgets. And then that's when Cabana Man Dan runs in. He doesn't call him by his name. He I doesn't call address bullshit. him as Cabana Man Dan. He just call- addresses him as the Andre Giant of Midgets. I call bullshit because the son of Andre the Giant is right there in Andrew Everett. I mean, I know he's seven foot four, but come on. <laughs> uh, I just the idea of referring to Cabana Man Dan as the Andre the Giant of Midgets is just I'll never be able to call him Cabana Man Dan again. To me, he is the Andre the Giant of Midgets. Like, this was just a match. Like, can we say who wins? Because this, even though... Well, let's let's go through the play-by-play. Let's go through the play-by-play. La Chancla! This is just a weird one. La Chancla. La Chancla, excuse me. La Chancla, because it's Cabana Man Dan. We get a a couple of La Chanclas during this match. Yeah. Uh, Swoggle with a German suplex. Poor Cabana Man Dan. Poor... (laughs) This oh, unnamed woman, gets... I hate that fucking kiss spot. Yeah. Yes, I did. It's in, like, every... I hate it so much. Yeah. Black. Like, well, you don't you don't kiss without consent if you ask permission. That's, like, a problem yeah. with wrestling in general. It's a systemic problem at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the okay. chain... Go ahead. Uh, well, see, okay, here's the thing. So, so Cabana Man Dan runs out and starts wrestling Swoggle. So I figure, oh, okay, they didn't, but they didn't book Scott Steiner to like actually wrestle. They, you know, they booked him to come out, say a couple of words, and then they were gonna have Cabana Man Dan come out and wrestle Swoggle, and that would just be like the setup for the match. You know, they didn't actually bring Scott Steiner out to wrestle. So, okay, so Cabana Man Dan comes out. Swoggle makes pretty short work of him. And then, um, Steiner, excuse me, Steiner's, the only word I have for it here is escort, which might be an unfortunate choice of words. She might actually mm-hmm. be an escort, knowing better Scott than Steiner. What, better than what he calls her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but yeah um, Scott Steiner's um, lady who came with him gets on the mat. The stuff we talked about happens, and then, you know, Swoggle gets rid of her. And then... Actually, no, this actually does turn into a Swoggle versus Scott Steiner match. Swoggle versus Scott Steiner. Oh. It sounds awful when you say it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rosen, take us through the play-by-play because... Okay, uh, the chain mail is off and the match begins, and immediately they're immediately out of the ring. Okay. Yeah, of course. Scott, what the fuck? Why are you suplexing Cabana Man Dan? Yeah, no, what the hell brought that on? Yeah, Cabana Man Dan comes back in and tries to help, you know, Steiner at one point, and Steiner just turns on him for no reason. does shit like that. Oh, wait, wait, no, wait. Wait, curse your son about a little betrayal. (laughs) Yeah, what the fuck was going on there? Like, oh. Oh, this, oh, this, yeah. that, that was some. Is is Russo booking this? This sounds like God, Russo hope, is totally I, probably booking not. This I match. think it's just Steiner being friends with Russo. I, I mean, I'm, I'm got joking. That, but got that Russo juice on him. Yeah, Russo that, juice yeah. Oh, no. that's Russo juice. <laughs> okay, no. uh, I, I had to have at least one really stupid joke this episode. 
That was the one. Let's be fair, all my jokes are really stupid. Yes. I will not yeah. deny this. Any- <laughs> anyway, uh, Steiner being super cocky because he's Steiner. And then my favorite part of the match, a reference to one of my favorite new uh, memes. You guys seen that clip of the guy watching the MMA fight who stands up and goes, Grab his dick and twist it! Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we gotta twist that dick chant. Oh, is that what they twist. were chanting? Oh yep. my god. <laughs> Scott oh my Steiner god. Is, is confused. He heard his own party in confusion. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I love that uh, Steiner, several times during this match, uh, he loves giving those belly-to-belly suplexes. It's he all probably, he can do anymore. Yeah, ba- yeah, basically. He gives Swoggle, like, a good three belly-to-belly suplexes, and man... People, I hate to say it, but he had trouble belly to bellying. Yeah, swoggle. I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, like, like swoggle. No offense like, to swoggle. Tr- like, just f- no. by the, the nature of physics, he's a lighter guy to throw around than most people. Yeah, man, again, you can tell that Steiner just doesn't have a lot left in the tank. No, at this point. Like, and you can tell too, man. No. His move set is extremely limited. I want to go over my shoulders. <laughs> Although what I, w- I have in my notes, what I wouldn't give, what I wouldn't love to see, to see Scott Steiner break out a Frankensteiner on Swoggle. Well, he does. He, he usually does. How a would top you rope. even do that? He usually <laughs> he usually does a top rope Frankensteiner. Oh, okay. Nowadays. Oh. But yeah. Still um, though. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will say. Can you imagine the Steiner brothers back in like '87 versus the Gymnasties? Oh my god. That'd be awesome. That would be a good match. That uh, Steiner super- Recliner ends what was a weird fucking match. Like it I was, was I, a weird match. I don't yeah. know about most oh, talked about, but it was weird. It was weird. Yeah. It was very it, strange. Again, it felt like a dated ass not two thousands Russo WCW thing. Like or this- or like like I got to admit they did have one or two like cuz essentially this is just a big old comedy match. This is just a big old goof. But I did like um how I did like how Swoggle was able to mount somewhat of a defense against him. Yeah. They were able to kind of write like yeah. I love that Scott tries a move from the second rope, like he's going to jump onto him and do like an axe handle smash or something like that. Yeah. But then Swoggle puts up his leg to like actually like if as if he were going to block it. <laughs> But he's way too short, so Scott just looks at him like, come on. It's, it's not just that he's short, it's that Scott Steiner's fucking enormous! Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, even if this was a regular guy, I think that's what would happen, because Scott Steiner's just that fucking huge. Yeah. Like, like this was just, like, a weird one. I think it's one of the more weirder ones we've actually watched, and we have seen... We've, we've seen some weird we've ones, We've seen some too. shit! <laughs> We've seen invisible people. We've seen a blow-up doll. We've seen food we've, fights. We've, we've seen, seen fights. shit that'll shock your eyelids. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely say Steiner versus Swoggle is definitely up there in some of the weirdest shit we've ever talked about for this show. Yeah. Uh, again, it's one of those matches I would have never dreamed I'd see. From, you know, this this was booked by someone's WWF 2K19 game. You know, somebody just went into classic mode. At least it's not 2K20. Well, yeah, touche. Well, I mean, 2K19 was super. You've seen those glitches, right? From what I hear, those games are terrible. Oh yeah, this one is like. I'll send you a video for later of like 
the amazing amount of glitches. They're like Jim Sterling oh, yeah. covered this game. That's how bad it is. Oh, yeah, I've, oh no, I've seen it. I've seen it. It's it's a train wreck. The last two WWF games were absolute train wrecks. Yeah, two K nineteen wasn't this bad. Really, it's I'll, worse than that. I'll put it this oh. way: Takahata's uh, wrestling wrestling uh, Efed uh, Multiverse Nexus Wrestling. They're still using 2K19 because of this. Oh. They, SWO, on the other hand, we we welcome the crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's mostly resulted mm. in just the game crashing. Uh, yeah. See, yeah, that's that's not the fun kind of crazy. Yeah. But uh, D- train? Speaking of speaking of fun, we have the next match: Colt Cabana and yes. Space Monkey versus Ethan Page and MJF. Yeah, we finally yeah. get to talk about Colt Cabana, aka Get the Breaks. Boom boom. <laughs> okay. There was something about this match, and I'm sure you'll be able to enlighten me to it later. Rosa, I think I know what it is. Yeah, Go ahead. But uh, well, 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 I guess we well, need to get to int- get to intr- entrances first yes. because that's where it happens. It's Ethan Page with some guy. Apparently, he's Doctor Dan. I guess this is an AIW yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah, I literally put in your in your in the notes. I go, it's Ethan Page and Rosa with some guy. <laughs> okay, uh, and if Rosen doesn't know him, then you know this guy's obscure. Yeah, uh, yay, Space Monkey! Yay! Space Monkey, always, always a pleasure to see him. We've yeah. seen him before. He's always fun. And I think here's the, here's the answer to your question, Crash. There is a kayfabe that Colt Cabana is uh, MJF's dad. Okay, yeah, I didn't get that. Um, <laughs> is that like a storyline thing? No, it's just no. it's just a running gag in the indies. Okay, yeah, cause it's it's I, not something you need to know, but it's it's just okay. a little funny little thing. Yeah, yeah. Had- it's because they're the two prominent Jewish wrestlers nowadays. Really? Like that? Well, if you think about it, I mean, David Starr, the M- MJF, Colt Cabana, who else? Oh, well, no, no, no. I mean, uh, not the whole thing, but it's like, okay, they're both. That's Jewish, my interpretation just... of it. Okay. As then... as a fellow Jew, that's my okay. re- guessing as the reasoning. Yeah. Uh, but after MGF actually had a, a little guest appearance in one pay-per-view, we actually finally get to talk about him in one of these segments. Yeah. I will Holy. say, it could just be that their dynamic is incredible. Hmm. Like, they're really good together. Yeah. They really the crowd are. singing You Are My Sunshine was great. Yeah, that, that oh. was a good move. That was. Yeah, good. and also we enter into another story time with Casey this episode. Oh, boy. Uh, here's the, what I wrote in my notes. Here's the smug man himself, MGF. He is the only man I have ever seen to stay in character completely inside and outside the ring. Yes. During one event uh, when we were at PWG, he was one of the wrestlers. I need art of him. I tried to give him said art. He would have wanted. He did. I tried to give it to him again. He's like, okay, I could take it. Give me five bucks. I had no hand cash. Rosen had no hand cash. So he, all he did was he give me, gave me back the picture, took a picture of me holding it, and <laughs> he made fun of that I, he would know that uh, I would be on his hit list or something. And he, he was a character the whole time. Like he was that. Interesting. He's good. I still, He's real good. I still have the art of him, so hopefully if MGF is listening, I can still ship you this art, even if you have turned heel against Cody, you could still have it. I will sign it for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, this might be a Scott Steiner situation. MJF may just actually be like that. No, I, I've... I'm just I've, saying. <laughs> I've, I've heard things from people. I don't know. I've uh. heard... 
Anyway. Well, uh, he's also friends with with one of our own anyway. Oh, so. he's friends with John. He's friends or, with John. Brother, brother John, uh, John was taught by him. Oh, no yeah. kidding. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Uh, MJF has been sent to his room. I mean, the corner. Yeah. Yes. Again, the whole dad-son thing. I just don't get it. Uh, MJF getting a spanking, and then Ethan, and then Space Monkey. Oh my god, he's spanking the monkey. They literally did that just so the commentary team could make a terrible spanking the monkey joke. Yeah, yeah, they literally, as soon as Cole Gurman actually starts speaking, Space Monkey, MJF, and Paige stopped the madness from furthering more crazy. You know, I just, I, I have to admit that that bit was pretty cheesy, but I still loved it because, you know... You know, because they did that, because they did, because as a result of them doing that, you know, Jim Cornette burst a blood vessel somewhere. Good. Yeah. Every, time, yeah. every time, every time Colt Cabana does something stupid, um, good old Jim, good old Jim Cornette loses another hour off of his life. So, yeah. Like I said, yeah. good. Die mad. Yeah. Yeah, there's like also, and there's like a moment where MGF is like fighting against Cobana, and he just yells at him, "You're not my dad!" Punch. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> like, correct. Yeah, he is correct. It was just so funny, especially when there was a moment where he just yells, yells that he's not my dad, and audience shouts, "He's your daddy!" No, the best, the best part was uh, was MGF yelling, and I quote, "I wish you you never birthed me to Colt Cabana." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh man, that ga- that gimmick. That's that's a weird gimmick, but man, but it's fun. It, it's fun. It, it's uh, fun. Oh, definitely it's, give them that. I have a uh, tail crank, tail bite, tail kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see. I, I have. He's. I had the MJF had a hold of the tail, and now he's biting into it. <laughs> Poor space yeah. monkey. I love that they like th- that they just f- go full blown fucking silly buggers with space yeah. monkey, and mm-hmm. actually, yeah. They actually use the tail as a po- oh that was funny that was funny it was cheesy uh, but it was funny yeah MGF especially when they to- especially when MJ when monkey actually counters MJF by taking his t- by his tail and like actually swinging him or MJF uh, all yeah. like full blown body slam style into the into the turnbuckle by his tail that was that was one. that was amazing I agree with yeah. you on that. That like, was funny. That like, was when they point. actually t- take use of, like, like, Space Monkey has been used, like, a couple times. When they take use of his tail for those type of actions, you know it's going to be a fun match. Like, I had so much fun with this match. And yeah. I really wish this was shown in the beginning. Then yeah, towards see, the yeah last this would have been a match. killer opener, too. To- this would have been yeah. something so yeah. much better than what they actually started with. Here's man. how I would have oh. arranged these matches. I would have put, huh. uh... This match at the beginning, then the tag match, okay, the, or the tag title match, then uh, then matches three and four can stay where they are, and then uh, put uh, or then Steiner and uh, Swoggle, Swoggle, yeah, and then put the the other the death matches there, and then Mance Warner and Nick Gage, and then the See, four yeah. title match. I felt like that would have been a better flow to things, most certainly. But you know, you yeah, gotta, it was I probably mean, an issue of what you got. You know, it is. It was probably it a is, pacing you know. issue, considering once the show ended, they had to be out. 
Uh, oh yeah, okay, that's right, because of all the other shows and everything. Yep. Okay, no, that makes uh, sense. Let's see. But you were saying MGF taps out. To the Billy Goat's Curse, yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, I agree. This was my favorite. Out of this whole thing, this was my favorite. I'd say this was definitely one of my favorite matches too. This was definitely this was a this was a humdinger, as the kids might say. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of humdingers, we got Nick Gage versus Mance Warner, aka Yes Casey, he's fucking Southern. Fuck you. Yeah, Crash, if you didn't hear the last episode, Casey does not think that the man from fucking Bucksnort, Tennessee is Southern. Oh, oh that's Southern. That she thinks is... that he doesn't look southern. Would like, you want him to my... come out fucking a pig? Dude, my... Oh, <laughs> uh, my... my... No. I was about to say, Casey, my my mom is actually from Tennessee. Believe me, she'll tell you. That's southern. Yeah. Well, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but I think the war... I, I, get, I think the reason I, I hate him is that uh, the song he comes out to, I heard this three times. One first in person, twice on the show already. They play the whole entire fucking song. Oh, yeah, Crash, what do you think about this? And, oh, this you, one, yeah. Um, well, here's, well, here's the thing. Um, you know how I mentioned earlier there was a song that played at work? This one also plays at work, and I am fucking sick of this song. Oh, they play this song at your work? Oh, yes. you poor thing. We need to find oh. you a new job. Honey. Oh, we need to find you a new radio station at least. Wait, then talk with the people. Most of the songs they put on there is just old 90s. They're updating with modern songs, but this is the same like, workplace that plays Xanadu. Uh, oh, Jesus oh, Christ. For real? Oh, yeah. wow. They play, no, they, they played Xanadu and that one and one song. The one time they did Hopeless Devoted to You from Greece, but they stopped doing that. They play uh, Rhinestone Cowboy. Oh, really? Oh, Shit. They, um... It's a lot of country songs and some I can tell. and 90s songs, but they they were updating with some new songs. Like they, there's some there's some a couple songs that I actually do like listening to. But they, it also sucks. They also played the upside down song for Diana Ross, which I have. I know what the meaning of the song is. So when I hear it, I'm like, this is very awkward to hear this song about sex in this store. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh wow! I'm amazed this wasn't a death match. Oh, what the man it's Warner and Nick Gage. Considering it's considering it's the CZW champion versus the GCW champion. Yeah, when Nick, yeah, and then I will put note one thing. Like they, there's a running thing with people, the wrestlers jumping into the audience. This one, because into the audience they went. Oh yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. Fun fact: Nick Gage loves it when people like rough him up, uh, like in the audience. Like, the audience will, like, push him and shit, and he he, he says it pumps him up in his entrance. Wow. I've wow. seen it. Like, w- watch the L.A. shows. Uh, we, we get fucking crazy. Uh, Mancer got a You Fuck Pigs chant, and wow, that's certainly a chant. <laughs> wow, that's, again, that's some Attitude Era. That's some ECW yep. shit. Uh, Nick Gage with a super fallaway slam and a Vader elbow. Yeah. Oof. Damn. Uh, pop-up headbutt scouted. The boot, not so much. <laughs> uh, DT onto a chair, and the choke breaker hits. Love oh, the choke breaker. Uh, I will make note that the commentators did two things. One commentator, see Duke, now you're a dead person. After Duke tried to interfere and was hit in the head by a chair. I'm like, okay, that was actually a little funny. Mm. Well, a little. 
another another commentator. Why are there doors? Another commentator. Don't ask why. And I'm like, I will. There's. I will always ask that why there are doors. The I doors will be the death. Every I mean, time I tell you why. Uh, no, we know why. We know why there are doors because yeah. they're cheaper than tables. They're cheaper than tables. They break. They break better. They uh, are more distinct. There's a lot of reasons. Doors. Yeah, I have here. Door sign. The Duke tried doors. to hit Gage with the chair. That was a mistake. Uh, choke slammed through the door, but Nick kicked out. Door to the yeah. dome. Yeah, that'll do it. Gage with three, for some reason I have written here, three two pile drivers and a power bomb. All yeah. on a door. Gets Gage the win. Hot damn. That was a hell of a death match. See, that was... Oof. Again, it's weird how this match is like... Or how this card... It's like death... It's death match heavy, but it's not a death match show. Like, it's... I think they wanted to uh, fit in with the GCW crowd. I guess. I guess. Like... Uh, I don't know. It's a little... A little bit of a... Uh, a little bit of too... A little bit of too much from column A, too much from column B, I think. Again, but, I think uh, but again, you know, piece. Nick Gage, if you need to do a death match, Nick Gage is definitely the a guy king, who will do yeah. it for you. Yeah. And, uh, Mance War- this was my first time with Mance Warner, I believe. And yep. and yeah, and he he did a hell of a job, too. These guys did a good These guys did a great job kicking the shit out of each other. Oh, yeah. It was a uh, nice, we, match. Casey and I saw Mance Warner versus Matthew Justice at, uh, at GCW Slime Language. And there were bits where, well, Mancer got his door, st- or got his tongue stapled to a fucking door. Ah, damn. Okay. <laughs> That's all I really need to say and, until we watch that show. Just fuck. I mean, yeah, yeah, that'll staple to the door. Like, yeah. oh, not the oh. first time he's gotten his tongue stapled to something. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Deathmatch wrestlers are fucking nuts, dude. He, and then uh, Mance had uh, Matthew Justice like he he was he had fans staple things to Matthew Justice's head. Oh so yeah. Be dollars. He had a little girl put put a, like a sign of a sign of Mance's face, stapled it onto, onto Matthew Justice's uh, face. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh. That oh, little ten year old. That's so good. T- that ten-year-old is going to be describing that to a therapist one day. But she's also going to be the coolest kid in school. I mean, for a while. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, Nick Gage says something off mic, and the and the commentators say, "Whatever you say, Mister Gage," because they don't want to die. Uh, yeah, yeah. But no. Post match. No, Post match. Gage reps his MDK gang and says that until the fans stop cheering for him, he's going to keep tearing shit up. I'm welcoming this. Oh dear. I Anything? mean, this was a good match. Uh, yeah. Cause like I mentioned a couple of myself, like, but the doors, the doors. What do you have against the work of Jim Morrison, Casey? <laughs> <laughs> There's another dad joke for you. <laughs> Any uh, anyone have anything before uh, before we move on to our main event? I don't believe I have anything. But say, good solid ass death match. I think we can. Head to the finals here. Yep. Casey? Okay. Okay. Casey, no, okay. That's Working. fine. Uh, again, this was good. Uh, you don't. I just don't want. I just don't want to mess with Gage. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I, I got nothing. I got nothing bad to say about Nick Gage. Nick I Gage have said, Mr. Gage. Honestly, you, you I, I keep doing a wonderful job, sir. <laughs> I w- next next GCW show. I want you to give him some art just to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably eat it. He'd like it. He would appreciate it. It's just, okay, I, I have a story this time. 
This, this uh, is from John. Can I say right now, Nick, Mr. Gage, please don't use my art in the death match. That would break my heart. <laughs> that would. That would. Because those are, I draw them by hand and I ink them. And, uh, and they're one of a kind. I don't have any coffee. So if you, that, there's blood, then it's done. You should probably you tell him that when you, you should tell him that when you give it to him. And if you rip it, it's done. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> So yeah, I have a story from John uh, that he told me. Uh, yeah, he was at G uh, Joey's Lost in New York, and uh, Gage had a match with Sabu. And he's at the bar chilling, and John comes up to him and says, Hey man, your match with Sabu was awesome. And he says, and I quote, Thank you, motherfucker. I motherfucking appreciate that, motherfucker. <laughs> wow. Oh. Nick Gage is Nick Gage through and through. But yes. Match 8, the absolute title match. Champion, PB Smooth. Versus Matthew Justice versus Tim Donst versus Filthy Tom Lawler. Okay, first Donst entrance. He beat My cancer. boy Tim. Yes. Not only is Good Tim a him. former CCW Wired champion and a fucking cancer survivor, in AIW he's held the absolute title three times. Oh, yeah. Let's say the commentary team was going off on that, which, yeah, dude. Say, say Tim Donst is, does not fuck around from what it sounds like. Again, he beat cancer. Good for him. Yep. To say, yeah. Uh, Matthew Justice went into this match as the AIW Intense Champ, hoping to become a double champ. Oh, I will say, we saw, we actually just saw Matthew Justice at the recent show, right? We just talked about that, yeah. I know, but here he looks like a bootleg Seth Rollins in my notes. A better I Seth saw Rollins. Him in person. A better, a better Seth, Seth Rollins. Rollins. Yeah. yeah. I'd agree with and that. Then, for sure. And then Lawler looks like who he could be related to Owen Wilson. Yeah, kind of. Uh, Filthy Tom Waller. Uh, he's going in as the most dominant guy in the company, yet he never got a title shot until now. Go figure. Yep. Uh, and then... I hadn't actually heard of PB Smooth until now. Let's see what he can do as champ. And apparently yeah, Matthew also... Justice is a local guy. I didn't know that. Why have I not seen him out huh. here? I, I love... Um... I just love that his name is an abbreviation for Pretty Boy Smooth, which makes sense. I but just now got it. But it's... Yeah, you know, it, PB Smooth? Like, aww. Uh, as, a, as a big peanut butter fan of peanut butter, yeah, I can get behind that name. <laughs> you I'm, you just I'm, said... I'm ashamed I didn't think of it. Fuck. As a, you smooth. just said... That's... You just said as a, as a big peanut butter fan of peanut butter... <laughs> Oh, did oh, uh, Gomer, you could edit that out for me. I'd appreciate that. Okay, um, really. I will say, um, it's totally but... not getting edited out, is it? No, I know. I know. it's the but Rich I Evans principle. That's staying in. I will say that. Okay, I will say that Smooth actually looks like a nice guy, uh, and then I only have only two notes because I was very invested in this one, and I really this was a good one. Notes. Oh yeah. Uh, there was a chop-off. Always love me a good chop-off. Uh, Lawler, should I start my play with the player, or does anyone have anything else to say? Um, oh, also, oh. go ahead. Oh, um, no, go ahead, Case. Also, another of my notes. A running thing for this podcast. A bunch of chairs or doors will be used. You know it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, I believe most of my stuff uh, just relates to the play-by-play, -play, so let's see. If we're, if you're if you're done, Casey, we can go ahead. I'm done. Yeah. All okay. All right. Lawler with a figure four and an ankle lock at the same time. That was Shit. awesome. That was pretty. Thank like you, do. 
Yeah. Thank you, Dale. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matthew Justice flying everywhere. Don suplexing oh. everyone. Yeah. Uh... I love that Justice ran to one side of the ring, did a suicide dive onto one of the guys, and then he got right back into the ring and did another one from the other end. Dude just... Like, if there had been two more people in this match, he'd have, done, he'd have done it from the top and the bottom, too. Like, oh, dude was, dude was fucking Icarus flying all over the damn shit. Oh, wait, we won't cover beautiful. Icarus until we get to the Chikara show. Ah. Wait, what? There's, a, got wrestler, there's a wrestler named Icarus. Anyway. Oh, I um, love, and I also loved uh, during the danced uh, suplex a palooza that went yeah. on. He suplexes all three guys. These big German suplexes, just these mighty fucking slams. Suplex, boom. Suplex, boom. Suplex, boom. And, and then he just kind of stumbles too. around for together, and then he go, he drops down, boom. <laughs> yeah. Like he he suplexed himself into exhaustion, and then everyone was taken out. Oh. That was a lovely, that was a lovely move. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, excellent chain of pins. Uh, Drunken Driver, awesome name for a move. Yeah. Paul um, Coroner, also an awesome name for a move. Yeah, absolutely. I just have uh-oh. Uh-oh. Why do you have uh-oh? uh-oh? Because Drunken Driver threw the chairs, but Tom Lawler kicks out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shit. That's where I put the chairs. Re- chairs and doors will be used. Like, like, are we gonna have to have a certain counter? How many we don't times need a, is you? If we have a counter, we'll never stop. Actually, no. If you're watching, okay, for the listeners, if you're watching any wrestling event, you have it. Take a shot every time it, a chair or a door or a table is used. You do not do this. It will kill people. <laughs> yes. Yes, I like that. Um, I forget who did it, but I like the part where, um, someone I think it was PB Smooth actually brought out six chairs into the ring at once. That was awesome. Why? That was that was what? Awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Six chairs at once, stacked them together, and then oh, was it? Was that where we got our pile driver? That's where Did we got have... the drunken driver. The drunken. That was the drunken driver. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. was the drunken driver through those chairs. And I... Yeah, oh. I also like to clarify: don't use alcohol. Just use water. That still, that still Do- causes like kidney damage. It depends on what show you're watching. <laughs> don't just don't. This rule does not apply to CCW or death matches. You will get killed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Lawler knocks out PB Smooth and wins the title. That was a great match with a great set of stories going in. Yeah, yeah, like well, yeah. Laura became champion, and this was a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's to say, this was a solid as hell four way match. Everybody had their own things going for them. Everybody brought out some fantastic moves at one point. Um, that's to say, everybody. It was just a tour de force of some really, really strong wrestling out there. Just some absolutely brutal stuff, some chaotic stuff, some really painful looking shit. And I got to give it up for Lawler. He definitely wrestled circles around these guys man he and again yep. tim donst and matthew justice and even pb smooth you know they held their own but man tim lawler tom, tom lawler, lawler excuse me sorry tim the there's tool a tim, man lawler. there's a tim and a tom in this damn match holy shit but, tim um, yeah uh lawler absolutely did a great job and yeah i feel like yeah he this this was his first championship right so I'd say, yeah, I'd say he earned it. With that match, yeah, he definitely earned it. He did a stellar job. Everybody did a good job this match. A hell of a way to close the show. 
Post-match, Tom puts over AIW, saying it belongs in the big leagues, and after this show, it's hard to argue that. Hey, you know, it ended with a bang. I'll certainly say that. And with that, we move on to our closing thoughts. Mm. Who wants to go first? I can go first. Um, Yeah. I will say that this show, it's uneven. Like, it is very Mm -hmm. uneven. We've got, the opening was just a very damp squib. Like, um... Uh, like I say, the first two matches, um, again, even for deathmatch standards, I would say they're not my favorite. And again, unless your show is like a deathmatch show, I wouldn't necessarily open with a deathmatch. Or at least it better be a damn good deathmatch. And these first two matches were definitely not uh, the kind of stuff to get a show started explosively. But we, we did have that. We had the Steiner versus Swoggle match, which I guess has merit, but more as like a mind-boggling kind of thing. Like, what the fuck am I even looking at with that, you know? <laughs> the commentary team also brought it down a lot for me. I know it didn't bother you guys as much as it did me, from what it sounds like. Well, but yeah, even I, we all have our moments where we were like groaning at what the commentary was offering. So that brought the show down a bit. I will definitely say. But again, outside of that, we have the four-way tag match. That was good. Uh, Kingston versus uh, versus Otani was also very, very good, even if it was just, you know, let's let's kiss the ass of a legend. One of those kind of matches. Nothing wrong with that. We're going to see him se, versus but... Gresham and versus Gage, by the way. What's that? We're seeing Otani two, at least two more times. Once versus Gresham and once versus Gage. Oh, okay. So we'll see. be seeing more of that, probably. Yep. <laughs> so, but... Ethan Page, yeah, the MJF, Page, and Cabana Space Monkey match was fun. It was a nice little bit of silly buggers. And it clo- I'd say it closed strong with the last two matches. So off, it got off to a, kind of a rough start, but the show did end up picking up in the end. And overall, I'd say this is definitely one of those shows where you can skip around a lot. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to sit through the entire two-and-a-half-hour show. There's definitely some stuff you're not going to miss anything if you decide to skip through it what maybe watch the swoggle steiner match if you just want to be blown away (laughs) you know if you just want if you want if you want some birdemic kind of level wrestling you know (laughs) if you want if you well i'm saying in the so bad it's good because i know that's why you're saying it (laughs) you know what i don't know See now if I go to see now if I go to the Steiner Shonies, I'm getting my ass kicked. But you know, I'm, ah! I'm being real, people. I'm being real. He there's he... there's some stuff in this. There's some stuff in this card. You totally do not have to catch. You better tip well. That is, the Bull stuff crash. that is good is very good. I will certainly give props where they're due. Yeah. Well, Crash Steiner won't know what you'd look like. Oh, I don't know. Uh. Does he? I don't know. Does he watch a lot of YouTube? Uh. I don't think he does. So you're okay. <laughs> okay. Uh. You're that guy who didn't like Ray too. You're good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he'll he, no, he'll remember me from my WCW days where I brought the sign. Oh, you want to say Big Papa Puff? You want to say that to my face? Oh, I'll probably get a I'll probably get a load of that. Oh, uh, he won't. No, yeah, you're a kid. He won't remember you. We're joking. We're joking. I know. But um, oh, I know. Yes, yeah, I uh, will, I'll, I'll go with my thoughts. Like Crash mentioned, this was an uneven uh, match. Uh, not match. Uh, event. It felt like there were like a couple good matches. Uh, the death matches were just so much to the point where I'm like, okay, nope, nope. 
And then you have the weird ones or the ones that were boring, and I'm just like, can I watch something else? Yeah. Like, like I think for me, honestly, you can skip this one. I think the only ma- uh, match that I recommend watching is the tag team of Ka- uh, Cabana, Space Monkey, Page, and MGF, because that was a very good uh, non-title match. Mm. And for a single... Uh, I think well again like the get the gauge one was very good as a nice single one and I recommend that one as well. But besides that, not the title matches. It would the title match was not bad, but I I like the gauge one better. And also I don't want to upset Gage because he would kill me. That's very good. Like both is what I'm saying. Yeah, but honestly, this was okay. I say you could skip this one, but overall, okay. Okay, um, I was actually more positive. I, I can't believe I'm the positive one on this podcast. That's scary. Well, we don't uh, have Bunny. We don't have Bunny. No, but we don't even have then, I'm usually the positive time, one. So. Uh, that was, this was a damn good show that that actually makes me want to watch AIW. That's pretty much all I gotta say. You know, uh, I'll say that. I'll say this definitely sold me on the Federation. I would, I would certainly give them a few more chances. You know, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I, you know, nothing in this match was so bad that I would be like, "Oh, never again" from you guys. But, yep. You know, they had some. They had some strong stuff for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, but for me, before it was like, we do our picks, like, well, sorry. Um, I mean, so there were some matches that weren't bad. Actors. Just some of them. Some of them were like boring. I lost yeah. my interest, or, or we're okay, or like death, or again, death matches. I hate them, so there's no point for me. Well, so. I have uh, news for you, and this segues nicely into our bonus segment. Coming in the future, because we're around, uh, we're approaching Mania time. Uh, the Collective 2020 is announcing sh- uh, shows for their 2020 edition, and I have the list right here. Okay. And just going by what they've announced on Twitter, we have uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Effie! Okay, which I think is an actual cool. brunch. Uh, Suburban Fight is coming to uh, to the collective, which is no no ring, no rules. They, they oh. usually run after GCW shows. Uh, Black Label Pro, who we'll be getting to soon, is running a show called Threat Level Midnight. <laughs> Midnight Oscar! Pizza Party Wrestling is coming to the collective. Okay. Let, let there be a food fight with pizza. Marcus Crane's Bondage A Go Go. What? Which okay. is live BDSM performances, burlesque, no ring death matches, and music. Hmm. Still a porn film. That's not porn, it's softcore. <laughs> oh, apparently they're, they're partnering with Wrestling Travel to uh, allow people ticket packages. That's pretty cool. Uh, oh, of course, Joy Janela Spring Break 4. Uh, Wrestling with Regret has a show. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, am I forgetting? Uh, Pro Wrestling Freedoms, which is apparently a Japanese deathmatch promotion. Okay. Uh, Bloodsport again. All right. Glory Pro is coming to uh, there. Of course, Warhausen's WrestleVania. Nice. Uh, midnight. Uh, AIW was just announced for returning. Oh, very nice. And that is it so far. Hmm. Interesting little lineup there. Yep. 
But now we move on to our picks. Who wants to go first? Yay. Uh, I can go first. Yeah, um, I need to think. See, uh, but see, we didn't discuss our picks uh, before the show, so yeah, oh, that's very true. I know I'm totally gonna be picking somebody's pick here. My pick, if y'all didn't already pick it, I'm going with Tom Lawler because man, he put forth a great show in that main event. He was, like I said, he was all over the place. He was doing good holds. He was doing good flying shit. He was doing good power shit. He walked away with the championship, and I'd say he deserved it, man. And he cut a decent enough promo after the show. And like, man, good old filthy Tom Lawler, man. He really impressed me on this show. I would say. Out of everybody else I saw that I wasn't, like, immediately familiar with, you know, out of everybody who surprised me, I'd say I got the most surprise out of Tom Lawler. I'd say he's my big pick, if nobody else wants to claim him. Mm. Oh, also, I forgot Tokyo Joshi Pro was announced outside the collective. No, oh, okay. Casey? Uh, oh, I, I, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, you are, um, in fact, here. So... <laughs> Uh, okay, my pick. I I kn- hope I know what our group one is, so I can't say it. Group- but for that, yeah, group one. But See, I don't even know who our group pick is. So. I have a couple nominations. Okay. Yeah, we'll do co- nominations and vote. But for me, my pick is actually gonna be MJF. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. Narrows down one of the picks then. Yeah, MJF. Like again. Like I mentioned in my story time with Casey segment, like, he's a smug asshole, but he knows how to stay in character, and he did a damn good job in this tag team, and yeah, he's uh, gonna be uh, very evil in upcoming AEW stuff, but uh, I want to see what's gonna happen, because I've been anticipating for him to do this for quite a while, and uh, for this one, for this match here, it was damn good. And he gets my personal pick. So, MGF, this is what you get for not taking my art, but maybe you'll take it now since I gave you a good word. He still won't. (laughs) He might. Uh, Fair enough. So, uh, I'm going to avoid picking Tim Donst because I've already seen him before, and I feel like that's out of the the, uh, spirit, but but I have a few honorable mentions that I'm going to go with. Honorable mentions are Tim Donst, PM Experience, Joshua Bishop, Dan Housen, and Jollyville. I'm going with Eddie Kingston. Eddie. Okay. That's, okay. Again, a as good a 20-year veteran, he is just living his um, his best possible uh, role as the the it, gatekeeper in a positive way to uh, hmm. to the independent wrestling scene. Yep. You know, yeah, absolutely. I would love. I would like to see Eddie in a match where he doesn't. Um, I. I don't mean. I, I don't mean to put down. You know, the legendary Shinjiro Otani in any way. But I'd love to see Eddie in a in a match where he doesn't have to kiss so much ass. You know, I mean. Yeah. We'll, we'll, but, but yeah, Eddie is definitely. If, you, if you're a talking very about his post match promos, he does that all the time. That's his thing. He's uh, putting over people. Like. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's I would love to see he, uh, him in a match. Match. Like, you know what I mean? Like he uh, mm-hmm. at. At the end, when he faced when he faced Effie, he was like, uh, "I don't care if you're straight, gay. I hope I'm pronouncing. I hope I'm saying this right. Transgender. You're an amazing wrestler, and you're awesome. And that's what matters." Ah, good on him. Yeah, Eddie's a cool that was dude. a sweet one. That Eddie's was so a cool sweet. ass dude. Class dude. Yeah. It sounds like a class act all around. I dig him. I dig him. Yeah. 
All right, and now for even the though I'm, so, I'm sorry, I made fun of your costume, Eddie. Um, you know, yeah. still, I I dig what you're doing out there, dude. Yep. All right, and, and our, I, think... Uh, I think Colt Cabana for our group pick is that a safe bet? Yeah. Uh, I could go with that. I could go. With we that. can yeah, we can Colt... discuss it if we want, but uh, I, I'm okay we... with Colt. I mean, Colt's out. Like I say, every time every time Colt Cabana sings, Jim Cornette loses his wings. So I'm happy there you with go. that. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm okay uh, with Coco Cobana as our pick for our group, and if Bunny Miss, was Mr. here, Boom Boom. I hope she will agree. Yep. All right. So our next show is gonna be Impact Wrestling's United We Stand. Oh Wait, dear. Oh, the Impact we're Zone. We're finally doing Impact. OCW is going to the Impact Zone. Oh my god. This'll be fun. And that's probably <laughs> next week. We'll talk about it later. See you next time on One Crazy Weekend.